Hello and welcome to the Thriving Broad Together podcast series and episode three in this new series. It's really great that you've joined us today. My name's Louise Wiles. I'm a change and transition coach and consultant supporting expats and the internationally mobile to create thriving lives abroad. In this podcast, through great conversations with expats and relocation experts, we discuss the challenges and opportunities of international living and provide insights, ideas and inspiration for creating professional, personal and family success abroad. In episode 57, I announced the launch of the Thriving Abroad Together podcast series. My aim with the series is to respond in some small way to the massive world challenge that we're facing as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast series offers support to expats, international employees and their families by sharing informative conversations with professionals who work to support expats and their children in a variety of ways around the world. You can learn more about the other episodes in the podcast series by signing up for the Thriving Abroad newsletter at thrivingabroad.com. And I also invite you to join the Thriving Abroad Together Facebook group, where we'll continue the conversations and share additional resources, a space where we can offer support and encouragement. And please, if you can, can you help me to spread the word about the podcasts? Either like, share any podcast posts you see me posting on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and share them with your colleagues and friends. That would be so helpful and I would really appreciate your help there. So on to the subject of today's podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic has thrown the lives of many international employees and their families into disarray. And while many of us are currently reacting to the immediate situation and adjusting to our new normal, and quite rightly so, at some point we will feel the need to look forward and plan for our lives beyond this pandemic. As unimaginable as that may seem now, that time will arrive. As many international couples these days are dual career couples, I felt it to be helpful helpful to share this conversation with Yanni Ashted-Skov Hansen and Paul Vanderbroek from Here We Are Global, an evolving global community aimed at supporting international career couples before, during and after international assignment. You will find this conversation interesting because we're going to be talking about the value of thinking about a professional and personal long-term vision for both partners in a dual career relationship and how this might look. The value of networks. Uh, Shani and Paul share how the Here We Are Global Network and Approach supports dual career couples. How dual career couples will benefit from thinking about evolving careers over the long term and how partners can stop fighting the trailing spouse stereotype and leverage it instead. I hope that this conversation provides inspiration for thinking beyond the current crisis and towards a brighter future. So hello and welcome and I am really pleased to welcome to the Thriving Broad podcast today Paul and Nijani from Here We Are Global. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. It's lovely to have you both joining us. Let's get stuck into the conversation and start by looking at the challenges that organisations are facing at the moment in relation to um, the dual career challenge. So 
What do you both see as the key challenges that they're facing? And what do you believe is at the heart of those challenges? So um, you know, what, what we notice, and there's also been, been some, some research done on that, is that um, what we see is that, that the pool of people who are um, moving around uh, expatriates and, and people who, who move around on their own uh, initiative um, is becoming increasingly diverse. Um, so on the one hand, you have globalization. So let's say the, uh, the mix of, of nationalities uh, increases. People move in all kinds of direction and not just from the developed into to other parts of the world. Um, also, which is new is that you have more and more self-initiated moves rather than just only people moved on behalf of the company uh, but people just moving uh, and seeking for employment in in other countries and you know programs like erasmus in europe where, where people meet uh, are quite um, quite normal I, I see that also with my my own daughter for example who is studying in an international program in the Netherlands. Uh, she's now with a British boyfriend, and it looks like uh, they're in it for the long term. And then once they're finished, yeah, what's what, where do they choose to, to go if they want to stay together? And then the third thing, which, which third factor is a role, is that um, as um, uh, organizations, and particularly in the leadership ranks, become more gender balanced, meaning that more and more women uh, have a senior professional careers. That also means that they have uh, expatriations or internationally mobile careers. Um, and uh, all that means that this whole pool of people moving around becomes more diverse, and that also includes an increasing number of, of uh, couples who have two careers and want to pursue those two careers, even when they move to a, to a different different country. Yeah, yeah. So increasing diversity and a desire to be mobile, I suppose, as well, for relationship reasons, but also, I guess, economic as well in different areas of the world. Yes, so, indeed. It's yeah. career opportunities are now found not only in your own country, but, but in other mm. countries as well. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, to, to speak to, to your question, about what is the biggest challenge for organization? Well, nowadays, uh, for those organizations who want to move people around or want to recruit people from, from other countries, uh, by now, um, the, the, the career of the spouse is by far the most important reasons for people not to be mobile. Uh, mm. I think that's mm. the main challenge organizations have to move talent around internationally to deal yeah. with that, that, that issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose what I'm also hearing is there's kind of hope in one sense because people culturally are becoming more diverse and, and perhaps relationships are, are mixed culturally, which means they're more perhaps predisposed to live in different countries. But then there also is the fact that, yeah, both, both partners want to have a career and how do you accommodate that? in um yeah in a, a way that works for both of them yes so so Jani, just thinking about i know you work in you've worked in hr and global mobility so how have you seen this challenge playing out in 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 from that perspective of the organization from my view i think that many organizations still hold a little uh, old school view on international assignments meaning that there's a lot of focus on attracting employees, making sure they will become mobile and helping the spouse and seeing the spouse as someone who needs help uh, as a kind of an appendix uh, who needs special support. 
And with that comes a very short-term focus on ensuring that the assignment is not failing. We all know that the cost of failed assignments is very huge. Uh, that's, that's a certain fact. Uh, but what we see missing is uh, a more long-term perspective on actually um, designing global career paths for the employee and, and also acknowledging that uh, modern-day couples uh, mm. work together and, and both have dreams and aspirations for their career and their life. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the coaching and outplacement ser services that are offered has the same focus on making sure that the spouse is occupied for the time of the assignment. Uh, and this is really where we want to, to challenge and bring in some new perspectives um, to think more long-term, to think in more uh, meaningful, holistic uh, perspectives on, on global careers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to ask you specifically about what's wrong with or what, where did you see the challenges and what was missing in the provision by organisations which for, for, for support for partners, which is often around, you know, a bit of language training some cultural input and, and perhaps some cultural coaching as uh, so a career coaching, if you're lucky. So you're saying a whole different perspective on, on the way in which they support. So it's not looking to support just that short term um, assignments. It's about how they support the couple to look longer term um, and integrate international assignments, I guess, into their longer term vision. Is that, would that be a right, a fair summary? Yeah, and I think this yeah. holds true for a lot of international career couples today, but especially for the new generation. Mm. So there are a lot of, uh, let's say, MBA students. Paul, you mentioned your own daughter, right? A, a lot yeah. of um, uh, individual professionals today who, who, who want to pursue mutually supportive, uh, enriching careers together. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. don't want to be singled out as the one with the contract or the one without the contract. So we are proposing to see employees nowadays as, as global professionals, uh, no matter whether you hold a contract or not. Yeah, okay. Okay, so when you say to see professionals as glo global professionals, you're talking about both partners in that sense. Yes. And for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so ju that just makes me think about the subject of identity, I guess, and um, yeah, and, and, and how people see themselves as well. And, um, and, and also linking to, I know often when an international assignment, an opportunity arises, you know, people immediately see it as, as, as an adventure and as, as an opportunity for a new experience. And perhaps, perhaps for the partner, the professional doesn't quite come into the conversation so much. Um, do you see that as part of the challenge as well? The whole way in which perhaps the assignment is set up and established and offered and integrated into careers and so on? Yes, definitely. Um, and if we talk about here, we are global as a new initiative. We we acknowledge that uh, what happens when you uh, when you have a career or you have um, a meaningful work life and, and you move to another country, this uh, organization, your organizational belonging is taken away from you. And mm -hmm. this is actually what can cause you pain, both financially, but also in, in terms of your identity. You're actually missing your business card, your supportive colleagues. Um, so it's both a financial pain, but it's also very much on, uh, on this loss of uh, feeling uh, that you can contribute and mm -hmm. that you can actually create your own meaningful life. And, and this is where we see there's a need for not just 
I call them band-aid solutions with, with traditional outplacement uh, career coaching. That's by all means very nice uh, and uh, the partners who get this are lucky, but some don't. Uh, and this is where we offer a new alternative where we actually create a community replacing this organization that you are missing when, when you leave your job behind. Yeah, fantastic. And I can definitely relate to that. And I think also, you know, thinking about career and what people find when they're abroad, you know, often, okay, band-aid, but also often not what they were hoping or expecting for in terms of, you know, the, the career. If they're searching for a job, for example, I know so many expat partners who've found work, but it hasn't necessarily been what they would professionally have hoped for. So we'll come on to that in a minute and talk a bit more about how you sort of work with Here We Are Global and, and to support partners in that sense. But just going back to, back to sort of the dual career couple and, and thinking about how as a couple and a partnership you approach this whole question of international relocation. Um, I, I've been part of a dual career couple in that sense for, for many, many years. And perhaps at times I haven't approached, or we haven't approached it in a, in a particularly positive way for both of our careers. So I'm just wondering what advice you might have in that sense. You know, if, if somebody's listening, they're dual career partners, they're thinking, well, do we want to take a career or our careers international? You know, how should they be thinking this through from a career perspective for both of them? Well, I think what, what, uh, what no, I think I know um, from from personal experience and also from the research uh, Yanni and I am doing, is that um, uh, a critical success factor to 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 uh, to be a uh, successful or sustainable uh, international career couple over a longer time is to have a long term vision. And so, what 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 uh, often happens is that uh, oops. Um, uh, one of the two comes home and says, uh, darling, we need to talk. I just got an offer to go to, to somewhere. Um, and then it has to be decided there and then based on what, what's on offer rather than uh, a discussion about, you know, does this fit in our long-term view? Where do we want to go as a couple in our careers, as a family perhaps? Uh, and based on that, make a sensible decision whether this is a good thing to say yes to and what would it take to make it successful or perhaps it's not a good opportunity and we say no and we've got good reasons particularly for ourselves to say no and uh, from there on develop an opportunity which does fit our, our long-term perspective mm -hmm. and do you find in your conversations with your career couples that they are able to sort of really articulate their needs to each other in terms of profession. Because I sometimes think it's a bit of a trade-off. And I wonder how consciously people really have those deep discussions about how their careers are going to work together. How do you find those conversations? No, they're, they're not having it enough. Well, we, mm. we are looking also particularly uh, in our research at, at uh, successful international career couples to, to find out what works uh -huh. rather than okay. to find out what the difficulties are. Uh, but yeah, there are not that many who, who, who make it work in the long term. Um, but it is true that these conversations, uh, on the one hand, because uh, particularly because they're not conscious that this uh, is helpful, makes sense. Uh, they may have such conversation on how they will educate the children, but not necessarily mm -hmm. about how they're going to manage their two careers. Um, 
And so it, it's more of not knowing that this 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 um, is necessary or helpful. And then, yeah, it also takes, it can be helpful to use some kind of a methodology, a, a process, uh, a technique, uh, a place, a time uh, to have such conversations. Uh, and that's one mm -hmm. of the things we want to help these couples with as well, to give them a framework, uh, some ideas and tools which they can use to have uh, those, uh, to be conscious of the need and then to have those conversations mm -hmm. in, in the course of their lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to add, Paul, also that we, when we say we are looking at successful international career couples, it's not in the sense that they are both achieving very high positions or that they are very you know, successful in terms of career advancements. It's more that they are actually mutually supportive, that it's sustainable in terms of uh, yeah, sustaining a marriage, not getting divorced, and, and really feeling that it's meaningful, that you actually see uh, that the steps you are taking together is in line with your inner compass, so to speak. So that means that, that both partners need to do some inner work and find out um, why they are doing what they are doing and how that uh, is, is uh, beautifully combined in, in the couple and the steps they're taking together. So, so successful doesn't mean uh, high achieving, very high jobs or anything. It's more like mm -hmm. that they, they stick together, they endure because they actually see uh, how the dots are being connected along the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that, that's also to go back to, to this, this um, um, things Jenny was talking earlier about, about, about old school expatriation. Um, so what, what, what organizations still do is say, okay, we need to move this, uh, we're going to move this person. Um, what do we do need to do to move this person? Um, uh, the children need a school. So we provide a school. They've got a house, so we need to provide a house. The partner has a job, so we need to provide a job. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But this job is not necessarily what this partner needs when you look at the long term. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It may be something else which uh, can contribute much more effectively to whatever the long-term career perspective is that this individual pursues. Yes. Yeah? And, and that's a really... Study. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's a really important point to make because if you're thinking about the short-term find a job in some locations, that's just not a possibility anyway. Um, but for if, if you're thinking longer term and you're thinking about professional development and opportunities more generally, then there perhaps are, are more flexible solutions that can be actually meaningful longer term and also facilitate a move to a, a location that perhaps from a specific job and going out to do a job every single day um, wouldn't be so, so you know, um, accessible in that location. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's a really, really important point. Um, and I guess, I guess thinking about it from my perspective, I, as a, I remember the very first time we moved abroad, I, I kind of saw the move as a way out of a corporate role that, really had perhaps come to its end um, and it was the timing all kind of came together and it's like oh yes I can take this new opportunity move the new opportunity being to move um, not necessarily engaging in, in the professional conversation so um, how do you how how do you encourage couples to think about that professional question 
in a longer term view because I think sometimes it can be very immediate can't it here's an opportunity to move oh yes it's a great way to move on and change something but are we really being honest about what we're trying to change and and sometimes it takes time to work through that so um I guess what I'm arguing I'm, I'm talking about is is providing opportunity for people to to discuss this and to really be honest about what what motivates them um is that something you see once you get into the conversation with with couples that there then become a whole range of other factors that perhaps they hadn't been aware of that they do need to work through and discuss? Yeah, sometimes uh, reality uh, hits you <laughs> not within 14 days, but maybe uh, five, six, seven eight months into an assignment mm -hmm. when you really uh, face uh, the fact that uh, you have left part of your identity and, and your career behind uh, and how to deal with that and, and uh, orient, orientate yourself in a new posting. I think there's a tendency to, to talk about um, a, a narrative where you say, oh, then you need to reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and rather, I, uh, we, are, we are saying, like, how can you expand what you are already building and actually yes. that across borders. So you don't have mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to start from a tabula rasa every time. Uh, and, and this is uh, what our community um, enables people to do, to actually bring your network with you, to actually look at your career path, not, not as a linear one, but rather a winding, interesting, adventurous one, where you're actually mm -hmm. supported by fellow global professionals who know that it takes stamina, who knows, knows that there are ups and downs in this uh, global life, and who actually sees that as, as the wonderful opportunity it is. So, mm -hmm. so rather for, again, international career couples, these international openings, a posting, is an invitation to actually... Um, come back to what's important for you as a couple and actually take conscious choices about how you want to lead your life. And I think this is a, a beautiful gift that is in a global work life compared to staying in your home country in the same job, in the same surroundings. There's so yeah. much uh, um, energy and, you know, uh, yeah, it, it ignites so much joy to actually move yourself into a new setting. So this is what we want to inspire people to say yes to by all means this is what we want to do paul right absolutely and it is you know as uh, as as jane said you know it, it it's it's not about thinking in a career in a linear sense because the thing about a linear career is it's non-stop so if you go abroad mm -hmm. you lose your job it stops and then you go to a new place and you start from scratch reinventing yourself doing something new and you start again. No, it's not about that. It's about um, a continuous career. It means that the opportunity you have when you go abroad is to enrich your professional mm. life and your careers. Eh? There's a continuity, but at the same time, an enrichment. Um, and that enrichment can be all kinds of things. It, it, um, uh, financial is one, but that's probably the, the, the least important because mm. we see nowadays and particularly also with let's say more younger generations that what does professional satisfaction means it of what does professional success mean it means yes yeah, some kind of progress uh, hierarchically perhaps or in, in professional skill but particularly also means finding meaning yeah? what it is mm -hmm. that i'm here for and what is my mission in my my profession and that's the kind of thing 
much rather than than let's say financial gain is something that clearly if you if you do it right uh you can can achieve during such a period abroad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that all makes it sound so um appealing i think in many ways you know and 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 it's quite underlined the fact that i think yeah if you stay at home in the same job life can be very linear and you see it as a series of you know, natural progression in one direction and i guess what you're saying is invite people to think um, about life holistically so it's not just your career it's your whole professional and personal development and how that can be enhanced through the experience which um is is a is a really nice way to phrase it absolutely um i know you've both had plenty of experience um in living and working abroad and when you think about the partners that you've observed you know undertaking their new new lives abroad um and you've seen those who've been really enjoying and thriving in that experience. What have they been different, doing differently compared to those who you've seen struggling? I think you've probably partly answered that question, but you know, are there some, some sort of behaviours and activities that you, you could highlight that would perhaps help people listening who are wondering, well, how can I um, you know, make this into an experience that is really a, 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 a thriving one for me? Well, if, if I could start, um, you know, it, one of the things uh, is, uh, and you mentioned that earlier, has to do with, with identity. Uh, who am I, and particularly who am I as a professional, um, and how to project that identity or that brand, as we sometimes call it, into to the professional uh, mm. marketplace. Uh, and there, I think that there's some some work to be done as well. I mean, it, it's when you are abroad, you're not. Um, the person who has lost a job and is looking for a similar job or something to do in that new mm-hmm. place. No, you you are a person who has a professional identity which is moving towards state or goal X, which is projected later after that that expatriate retirement. And mm-hmm. what you're doing here is meant to contribute to that longer term professional goal. That's my identity. I am here because it contributes in X, Y, Z way to my professional development uh, in in the longer term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that also gives, helps with with feeling more confident and and, and with one's self-worth about, look, you know, I'm here adding value to my professional career in perhaps a way which is 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 not um, so common or not so traditional although nowadays it's more and more common uh, yeah. but let's say different than what you would normally expect but that's that's who i am professionally yeah 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 um and that is a refreshing way i think for people to think about it um and, and i think it emphasizes as well the part that i think often people don't recognize as partners is that through the whole experience you're also developing a whole range of additional skills and 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 abilities that you wouldn't have achieved or acquired had you stayed home so obviously the cultural aspects but then your ability to adjust and change and be flexible and um you take perspectives of others and all those really valuable um skills that are so useful in modern businesses today you know where we are dealing and working interculturally probably in many organizations on a day-to-day basis if we do even if we're doing that from home so 
many valuable skills to develop whilst you're abroad that yeah can contribute to the future one challenge that I sometimes think I see when I'm observing people coming back to the UK is that companies and recruiters don't get that they don't see the value of that um, because it hasn't been underlined with a particular role in a particular organization they they have trouble understanding what value you've accrued how can partners demonstrate that in a in a more um acceptable way i suppose well i mean in, in that respect i would like to uh, what we do is do is also um, going back to to some of the work i've been doing with uh, with women leaders mm-hmm. uh, who are uh, often confronted with stereotypes yeah? and and my way of working is don't fight the stereotype, mm-hmm. leverage it. Yeah? Okay. So you have yeah. the stereotype of, uh, as a woman, you are different, and therefore you're not as good as the men we have. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can argue with that and say, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. My advice is, well, actually, it's say, you're right, I am different. However, because of the dis- difference, I'm able to do X, Y, Z, which is of more value to you in this particular circumstances than the people you normally recruit for the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the same applies to, to, to let's say, you're coming uh, back from, from an expert you say that you may not have had, not have had the same job. Uh, the stereotype you're facing, okay, here is the, the trading spouse who has been sitting at the swimming pool and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, no longer has any uh, uh, professional experience. Yeah. You know? Uh, with that, rather than argue again, said in a sense of no, 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 I am a professional. Say yes, I have been been abroad as a spouse, following my partner, and A, B, and C is the things that have uh, I have learned or have picked up or have developed, which I would not have done if I would have stayed here. And here is the added value I can deliver to you because of that experience. But other people who have not been abroad don't bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I love that. So don't, don't fight the stereotype, but yeah, leverage it. And I think yeah. that's a really, really powerful message. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And um, Jenny, how about you from your experience um, in relocating? And I mean, perhaps this then links into um, your story. So what have been the highs and lows of your experience and, and how can, um, you yeah, what did you gain professionally and personally from that experience? I should say that um, my two international assignments following my husband has been formative for my career, but even for my whole life. I, I really found my true purpose when in Central Asia <laughs> and actually <laughs> feeling this anxiety of um, what will I do when I come home to Denmark? I really need a, a job to sustain our family. And this really sparked uh, my uh, creativity to actually create what has now become Here We Are Global, which is a combination of using my own recruitment HR experience and this uh, lived experience in, in Asia to create a concept where we invite people to think consciously about how to create those concrete results that you can bring to a job interview how to actually show a future employer that you do possess skills X, Y, Z by actually obtaining uh, concrete results, concrete examples that you can bring to a job interview. 
-hmm. I created a network group. We started out three. We ended up being seven. We held 50 workshops with 100 participants. In that way, you quantify your experiences. So it's not mm -hmm. just I have learned, but actually I have done this. So I would always encourage people to, um, to stay spirited. Our, our partner, Career Angels, uh, have do just done a research finding what really works and what doesn't work when you are an expat plus one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's about being in movement. It's actually about being open to opportunities. Say yes to that coffee invitation. Try out things. Engage and contribute is also our motto. Because this, is, this will open opportunities for you to... Um, to find these opportunities to to enrich your uh, your life, build your character, and also strengthen your global CV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just sitting back, waiting for others to to give you advice, or even writing your job applications behind the computer, that that may be useful. But for me, it's all about going out there and connect and show the world that you possess these skills and, and train those muscles. Um, and this is what Here We Are Global is about. The support, I do believe in the power of support, one-on-one -on -one support, but also the power of community. And then the opportunities to go and build those skill sets. This is what we are offering opportunities to um, learn, work and volunteer. And we do it in co-creation. I believe in the power of um, creating and inviting people to refine something. We, we give people a, a frame and they can fill in according to what makes sense locally. Mm -hmm. so, so our network is about professional and personal development in a community. And that's new. And that's, again, a new narrative rather than the old school of just <laughs> segregating the expat partners in, in separate groups or networks, mm -hmm. but actually seeing us all as part of one big community of global professionals. Mm -hmm. who, mm -hmm. Someday you, you may be the one with the contract who can help another and vice versa. Identities are fluid and we see that more and more coming back to what Paul said in the beginning. Yeah. Well, so that that I think is 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 really powerful in the sense that it so, so so here we are global is is more than a kind of a community creating a network of people who are connecting for social support and and social reasons which a lot of you know expat groups you know are very successful at around the world um, that the, the defining or the differentiating fact differentiating differentiating factor is this using that network to develop your professional experience and, and take practical actions that are going to be valuable for the future and create the connections that can move the, the, um, your career or your professional life and personal life, whatever aspect you're focusing on forward. Um, but also combining all international people, not just the partners. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just talking about here we are global then, because you're talking about these communities around the world that you know people are, are developing. Can you just specifically give a few examples of how that is working, where that's working around the world, and, and what opportunities you have for people to become involved and to contribute to this? Yeah. So we have um, chapters in various parts of the world. I'd like to highlight our second chapter that has been super successful in Kenya, Nairobi. So th this community has grown over the last four years 
um, and, and more than 400 people have been in contact with Here We Are uh, Kenya. Wow. Mm-hmm. Doing there. So a shout out to Hannah and, and her team in, in Nairobi. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> they meet at a physical location uh, every month or every second month. In Switzerland, they mostly meet uh, virtually across four locations. So that's another way to create a community and connect using digital opportunities to actually mm-hmm. also create uh, yeah, bonds together. Mm-hmm. And then in, in Jamaica, they are focusing uh, even more on dual career couples and, and really creating uh, meaningful, interesting, joyful events that actually can bring together people who are there to make impact. So these are three examples of how people connect to create what makes sense to them in their local setting. So we invite people to start a local chapter, connect with us and say, here I am ready to contribute. <laughs> uh, and then we see what makes sense in the local, local context. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh. Paul, did you have something to add to that? Well, I think, I mean, this, um, um, Let's talk about, about opportunity uh, in, in this regard that, that uh, as people say, the, the world has become smaller. Um, and in a way, that's the case. Uh, the, the borders are less important. Um, well, there have been uh, some different developments recently, but let's say that that's uh, going to continue. But at least this move for international talent certainly is going to continue, if not increase. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have this smaller uh, world, thanks to what, what Jenny mentioned, is the digital opportunities we have, which which are only increasing, and and, and uh, what we're doing here today is an example of that. But um, I've seen some other powerful uh, tools which are around through which people can really connect uh, as well as exercise their professions uh, in, in a way. I mean, I've seen it in myself too, as in, a, in my work as an executive coach, for example. I'm um, yeah using more and more digital te- technology to be able to do my work with people all over the world. And it's absolutely possible. Uh, I mean, we, we sometimes overrate, uh, I think, the need to be somewhere face-to-face. There's a lot we can do also, on the, uh, let's say, on, on the interpersonal relationship side, which can happen uh, virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely second that. We're all sitting here virtually having this Indeed. conversation, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Yeah, amazing and a good example of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you. I think that's given us a really good view of your approach and um, thank you for sharing the the, the um, elements of Here We Are Global that you have today. Is there anything else you want to tell people about Here We Are Global? Um, well, you can find us at www.hereweareglobal.com. We are also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and then, of course, we invite you to follow the work uh, Paul and I are doing. We are uh, ourselves a result of uh, meaningful networking, right? So we have a, a mutual contact and we were brought together because um, Arthur, our, our common friend, saw that we had mutual interests. Mm-hmm. So Paul, you might uh, tell a, a bit about our book project. Yeah, exactly. So watch this space. Uh, Yanni and I are, are doing research uh, to uh, to create a book which will be uh, yeah a manual, a toolbox, uh, what do you want to call it, a self-help book for international career couples to uh, yeah to help them thrive uh, and be sustainable uh, over over the long term. 
and uh, yeah, we hope to be uh, by the end of this year. We hope to be, if not published, then at least be quite close to to doing that. Yeah. Fantastic! I think that would be yeah. a massive tool. And if I can just tie a, a little nut to to your book, Thriving Abroad, which I really like because it's <laughs> to professionals and to uh, international employees and partners and i think mm -hmm. we need to look much much more holistic for for either yes. to understand the challenges and and most important the solutions so mm -hmm. we can we can talk a lot about the challenges the barriers but let's come with new initiatives to actually bridge the gaps and for for both professionals and employees and partners to uh, to unleash this joy of living and working globally yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i think so the the, the point that where the book and the idea from my book came from was about conversation and communication and you know from the partner's perspective having a proper conversation about what they're wanting to achieve through relocation but also having that conversation open conversation with the organization as well about where they're wanting to take career and longer term view and all of that and i think yeah absolutely underline all of that really important to have those conversations so um, thank you very much for sharing this conversation with us. I think it's a great, great start. I will put the links to your website and to you personally and LinkedIn. Is that okay if I put you both yeah, Super. on yep. the show notes and on the blog post, um, blog podcast, uh, blog post for this podcast. Um, and yeah, people can connect with you and learn more about what you're doing, um, which I think is really great and important work. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, Elise. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you very much for listening today. I'll be back soon with the next episode in the Thriving Abroad Together support series. I have a huge number of interviews and I'll be posting them every two or three days in the next coming weeks. Wherever you are in the world, I wish you all the very best and I'll be back soon. Bye-bye for now. Bye.